This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray's amazing three-day message, Strengthening Your Spiritual Staying Power, is a life-changing teaching on the virtues of endurance, confidence, patience, and the power of a life of prayer, and how they can help assure that all of the blessings we're expecting from God become a reality. Unfortunately, in today's complex and often undisciplined world, Putting these godly virtues into action is often accompanied by very real warfare, where it's far easier to compromise than press forward for victory. Yet God's Word is very clear about the part we must play in making these promises a certainty when it says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to endure so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. Here's Pastor Ray with so much more on strengthening your spiritual staying power and turning those biggest battles into your greatest victories. I want you today to open in your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews. And we're going to go to chapter 10. We started a series, well, a mini-series. I, I never really know how long my series are going to go. Sometimes I come to preach one message and five weeks later I'm still preaching, you know, a series. I never intended on preaching a series, but I have a, I guess I have the um, reputation of, you know, preaching, preaching the life out of it. <laughs> but anyway, praise the Lord. Um, last week we started a message and I t- entitled this message, Four key Bible elements for victory in every area of life. And we're going to extract out of chapter 10, starting at verse 35, the four key elements that I see, and I've been thinking about this and meditating on this, uh, that God really gives to us uh, to help us to achieve and to accomplish victory in every area of our life. Now, before I say that, you have to understand this, and we have to build upon this foundation, because if you're going to have this foundation in place, then you're not going to be able to appreciate or understand this message. Number one, most important thing for every Christian to understand is this one thing, or every believer to understand is this, that God never created you to fail. He created you to succeed in every area of life. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So God created you to succeed in life. And um, it is not God's will. It is not God's purpose for anyone to fail in any area of life. So you have to understand before we even begin to get started here that God intends for you to be victorious. God intends for you to have victory in your life. God intends for you to overcome your challenges. God intends for you to live on top of the circumstances and not the circumstances living on top of you. And we, we've done, some people have done that, you know, have picked up that, that kind of, well, you know, I'm under, the, I'm under the weather. No, you're not. You're on top of it. Did you hear what I said? 
you know, well, you know, I'm just, you know, bearing up under it. No, you better get on top of it. Amen. God has made you to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. So let's get on top of things and things won't get on top of you. Hallelujah. Secret. See, look at the secret. You want a secret to, to living in power? You, you, you get on top of it and stay on top of it and it won't get on top of you. So we don't live under anything. The only thing we live under is the anointing of God. We live under the mighty hand of God. So, so we, we began last week by talking about the word confidence. And if we go over to verse 35, it says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. So we understand something from this verse. And before I get into what I want to get to, I want to just do a little, a little uh, recap over last week. Is that okay with everybody? All right. Well, we talked about uh, confidence and the word confidence, but we understand something from, the, from this verse. Having confidence brings with it, having confidence brings with it a great reward. So there is a blessing attached to your confidence in God. But we have to understand what does this word confidence mean? And uh, as I studied it out, you know, I was surprised to find, you know, some things out about it that I didn't really understand, but now I understand. That confidence is not just merely some sort of mental place that we try to get to that helps us or, you know, helps us to think that everything is good and that I'm strong. It's not some mental, you know, exercise that we try to do. Uh, confidence is not anything really to do with this natural realm. Um, it's not mental ascent. It's not, you know, feeling good. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I found out about when I researched this word that oftentimes when you're in real Bible confidence, oftentimes on the inside, you could actually feel like a coward. See, the problem with most, most Christians is that we try to go by feelings and God does not operate in the realm of feelings. You didn't get saved by a feeling. You got saved by faith. And, and if salvation comes by faith, then so does everything else in the word of God come by faith. There's no feeling attached to it. As a matter of fact, that's where most of us are having a hard time. We are mixed up, messed up, harassed by our feelings. And it's time for us to begin to learn how to get control over our feelings and get into the way that God operates and the way the word of God teaches us to operate so that we can be on top of our feelings instead of our feelings being on top of us. Now, I'm not saying you should deny your feelings because feelings are there for a reason. But we don't live by feelings. We don't allow feelings to direct the course of our life. And you'll see as we talk about this message, you can see how often we slip into the feelings realm and it causes us to lose our confidence. Now, this word confidence um, really means, and as I, as I checked this out and I got into it, Strong says it this way, to utter, to speak, to say, outspokenness, frankness, bluntness, assurance, boldness of speech. So, so Bible confidence, if I am going to exhibit in my life confidence, Bible confidence, it has nothing to do with the way I feel. It has all to do with what I'm saying. Uh-oh, did you get that or did that just go over your head? Did you all get that back there? Should I? It has nothing to do with what you're feeling. It has all to do with what you're saying. It can actually be rendered this way. Do not cast away your confidence. can also say, do not cast away the confession of your faith. 
uh, this is your shield, your defense, by it you will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. That's what Adam Clark says about it. So really, if we understand this word confidence, it has little to do with the way we feel. It has all to do with what I am saying about my circumstances, not how I feel about them or how they're making me to feel. And that's how a lot of people lose their confidence. And we don't want to lose our confidence because the Bible is just instructing us, do not cast away. Do not lose your grip on your confidence. Because if you hold to your confidence, it has the promise, the guarantee to bring you a great reward. One version says, the NIV version says, a great reward. So holding to my confidence is really, 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 really super important if I want to get the end result, which is a reward, i.e. victory over everything in my life. Give me a better amen than that. Come on, you better start amen and better. So I've got to see that this word confidence is, is not just merely this mental position or place that I'm trying to get to where I feel a certain way. Rather, this place of confidence is me boldly declaring the word of God over my life and over my circumstances and over my situation. In other words, when everything looks like it's against me, I stand up and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I will refute every tongue that rises in judgment against me. See, in other words, I choose to speak and to say and to believe what God has said in his word concerning me as opposed to what my circumstances say, as opposed to what my feelings say, as opposed to what it looks like. Let's stop living by what it looks like. I'm going to be honest with you. Many times in the course of our life, things don't look so good. You know, it just doesn't look good. But I'm going to tell you why that's no reason for you to cast away your confidence. You say, well, I don't know how I got here. Listen, there have been a lot of places in my life. I don't know how I got there. And I stood before God and said, Lord, I prayed. I believed. I tithed. I go to church. I don't have any sin. I mean, obvious sin in my life or sin that I know of in my life. Lord, I'm just doing my best. How did I end up here? Hallelujah. Just be quiet. Shut your mouth. Keep confessing the word and hold on to your confidence that God's going to get you through to the other side. So, so this word confidence means to speak, to utter, to say, to speak God's word as opposed to speaking your feelings of terror or your feelings of fright or your feelings. Listen, let me tell you what, everybody deals with that stuff. Every human being on this earth deals with internal insecurity or internal fear or interior, in, internal worry. We all, we all deal with that. But those who make it to the side of victory, those who get the breakthroughs, those who have the word of God operating are those who refuse, even when they feel a certain way, they refuse to cast away their confidence in God, in his word, in his ability, and in his power to perform exactly what needs to be performed in your life. There's been many, many times in my life when I didn't feel confident. But it, and it was in those times when I needed the most confidence. But what am I going to be confident in? Myself? No. I'm going to be confident in God and his word. That's where a lot of people lose it. See, because we, 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 we have grown up and we live in a society that, you know, uh, admires self-made people. And this is, this is a big God that needs to be knocked down. 
Because anyone who knows Jesus, anyone who is a believer, anyone who is saved, anyone who is born again, comes to the knowledge and the recognition that it is not about me, it is about him. It is all because it is in him that I live, I move, and have my being. It is in, and it is in him and because of him that I am everything I am and I will be everything I hope to be. It has nothing in the world to do with me. It has all to do with him, his plans, and his anointing, and his hand of grace upon my life life so so this place of confidence is not in self it's in God it's in his word it's in his power and his ability to perform whatever needs to be performed in our lives so just because things aren't going right just because it doesn't look like it's, it's going your way is no reason for you to let go of your confidence. Keep boldly confessing. Keep boldly declaring. Keep bragging on God. Keep speaking his word over your circumstances. You are sure to come through to the other side of victory. It is a for sure thing every time because God is not a man that he should lie. Every promise in the word of God, 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians, every promise in the word of God is already yes and amen to the glory of God. So we have no reason to lose our confidence. God's going to come through for you. Did you hear what I said? God's going to come through for you. We have no reason to give up or to back up or to, to, to lose that. See, we've got Christians all over complaining about burnout. I, I think I've told you this before, but I've got to say it again because it makes me chuckle every time I think of it. Lester Summerall, great old man of God, he said to me one time, he says, Christians all over complaining about burnout. I'm burned out. I'm burned out. I can't help in the church. I'm burned out. I can't do this. I'm burned burn out. He says, they haven't even gotten fired up yet, and they're already complaining that they're burned up. So, so we, no matter what comes our way, we've got to keep our declaration of faith, our boldness, our confidence in God. And if we do, we're going to come through the other side and uh, unscathed, victorious. How many of you want to win and get through the other side in victory over everything? Everybody in this room, I don't care how holy you look. I don't care how well you're dressed today. I don't care where you live, what kind of car you drove up with. Every single one of us has got something going on in our life that we need some victory over. And I'm telling you, no matter what it is, you hold your, your ground. You stay, see, the Bible says, do not throw away that confidence. Because if you maintain that confidence, the end result is a reward is coming. The reward of your faith is coming. The reward that you need, the touch from God, that physical thing, that, that material thing, whatever it is, it's coming because you have done what God said. You're holding fast. Your, there are people all over losing their confidence in God. See? So you've got you've to maintain that confidence. So... We also said, you know, uh, have no confidence in human flesh. The Lord is our confidence. These were all things we talked about last week. Keep a clean heart. Can I just talk about that for a minute? One way you're going to maintain your level of confidence is live clean. Doesn't mean we're perfect. You understand that? Any perfect people here this morning? Wait, before you raise your hand, let me, let me give you a hint. I'll give you the answer. No, if you raise your hand, I guarantee you there are going to be about 50 hot Christians jump on you and cast out something. There is, there is no such thing as a perfect person. But we are people who are striving to do our best. Striving to be what God has called for us to be. Striving to, you know, re, uh, unburden ourselves with the shackles of sin and the things that, you know, want to attach themselves to us. 
Uh, so, so the point is, if you keep a clean heart, the word says in 1 John 3, 21, beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So it is really important for us to understand that our confidence is connected to the cleanness of our heart. Oh boy, did anybody get that back there? Our confidence before God is connected to the cleanness of our heart. The, the cleaner our heart. That's why I see, that's why I'm a big preacher on forgive, let go, cut people a break, uh, don't be jealous. Uh, yeah, I love preaching on the fruits of the Spirit. We hear a lot about the gifts of the Spirit, but we need more of the fruit of the Spirit because the gifts talks about the power of God working through us, but the fruit of the Spirit talks about God's character being worked in us. The greater the work He does in us, the greater the work He can do through us. Hallelujah. Keep a clean heart, and then for sure you're going you're gonna to see your confidence in God begin to rise, and your confession can be bolder. And when you begin to speak God's word, and you begin to talk God's word to your mountains and to your circumstances, you're going to speak it with a degree of confidence because your heart is clean. Confidence also affects our prayer life. And uh, we have to understand that prayer is our most uh, essential a thing in our life. It is a powerhouse in our life. Prayer is so vitally important. And it's, it's, it's interesting that prayer is always the first thing to go out the window. We get busy. We get distracted. We get overwhelmed. The kids, you know, do this. And the, the job demands that. And the, the grocery shopping has to be done. And we intend on praying, but we never do. You know, one of the things that I want to help you with right now, stop trying to find a time of prayer and learn, learn to live the life of prayer. Pray everywhere you are. I'm constantly praying. I pray in the car. I pray in the shower. I pray in bed. I pray myself to sleep at night. I just start praying. Next thing I know, it's morning. Hallelujah. I get up praying. The next thing I know, you know, it's shower time, whatever it be. Pray wherever you are. Now, there are, there are times in our life when we have to devote special, specific time to prayer. And if you can, that's wonderful. But don't get condemned and lose your entire prayer life because you can't get down to a time of prayer. You ought, to, you ought to be praying every day of your life, everywhere you are, praying the car. I told you, go get yourself. See, I got this thing here, but now they got this thing called a Bluetooth. You put it on your ear and you can talk on the phone and people, looks like they're talking to themselves. If you don't know, you can pray and nobody even know, know what you're doing. They think you're talking to somebody on the phone. You got this little earpiece hanger. Huh? Just praying away, singing songs to the Lord. Oh yeah, you can get away with it. You try it in the supermarket. It works. Yeah, I saw a lady walking down the aisle with it on, and she was talking. I thought, well, she's talking to herself, and then she had this big thing. I said, that's a great idea. I can pray in the supermarket now. Just put this on and talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody will know what you're doing. So we have to understand that prayer, prayer is our powerhouse. And the Bible tells us, First John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, confidence in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the things or the petitions that we have asked him for. So we have to understand that confidence is connected to our prayer life. Amen? And uh, so this, is, this ought to be the confidence. Every time we go before God and we are praying in accordance to his, his will, which is his will is his word. Is everybody with me? Let's not, let's not get out into some mysterious, like, well, the will of God, whatever the will of God. God is not that mysterious. He would not have given you 66 books of the Bible if he was trying to keep a secret from you. He gave you 66 books of the Bible to reveal himself, to reveal his will, to reveal his word, to reveal his ways, to reveal what he wants to do for you and for me. It is not a secret. The will of God is contained within the pages of the Bible. If you want to know his will, go to the word. 
If we ask anything according to his word, which is his will, then we have confidence that we're going to get what we ask him. So confidence has to, plays a big part in our prayer life. Because I know a lot of people that are praying some kind of prayers, but they have no confidence uh, because they, you know, they don't understand the importance of confidence. You can't go to God without confidence. God is a very, uh, God is a God of faith. God is a God of power. God is a God of confidence. And he loves when his people begin to act that way. Now, again, let me go back to it. It's not a feeling. It's an act of your will and a position of faith. I will to be confident, even though everything that's going on around me is shaking my confidence right now. There have been times in my life when my confidence was shaken to the core. I mean, everything was going down around me. It looked like it was over. Anybody ever been in that place? It looked like it is over, done with. It was tough. But it's at those times when you have to hold it. Listen, when everything's going right, you don't have to hold on to your confidence. You are just confident, man. You're just flowing. Money in the bank. Job is secure. Kids are doing great. Getting A's. Everything. Husband is, is really doing great. You, you know, everything is wonderful. Wife is really treating you great. Everything is cooking you some good meals. That's easy to have confidence. Go to church and smile and shout loud. But what happens when those things start getting kicked out from under you? That's the time you've got to hold on to your confidence and stand strong. That's when the feeling is not there, but the confession must remain the same. The declaration, the bold speech that I'm getting through to the other side of this thing. God did not make me, uh, make me a loser. He always leads me in triumphal procession. And I'm getting to the other side. I know it doesn't look good, uh, you know, to the people around me. But I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. I'm going through to the other side because God says so. Come on. you got to hold on to your confidence in God. All right. So... Verse 35 says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. So confidence has attached to it a great reward. So we need to hold on to that confidence. And confidence, again, is not a feeling. It's a declaration. It's, it's words that you speak. It's bold speech. And it should be aligned with God's word. Begin to speak God's word over your life. Now, verse 36, and I want to talk about this word a little bit today because I should back up a minute. What I find in these verses between so excited this morning. I just love being up here preaching that I sometimes forget to say things that I need to say so you understand where we're going. Forgive me. Verses 35 through 39, uh, actually through 39, and then on to uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, contain within them what what, what, what I find are four words that become the underpinnings for each and every believer to have and gain this victory. The two words, the one word we looked at last week was confidence. That's a word that's an, that underpins or undergirds is the foundation for this victory in every hour of our life. Confidence. We have to have confidence. So the second word, the second pillar that I want to erect today that will also uh, act as a foundation for this victory is the word endure. Endure. You know, when you say the word endure, it means that, you know, it means I'm going through something. How, I want to tell you something. Everybody in this room is going through something. How many people are going through something? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You just come through something, and then before you know it, you're going through something else. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Isn't life strange? <laughs> you, you get through. We're always going through something. But you see, that's why the Bible wants to teach us, and, and God thinks it, think it important. That's why I believe he put this here. That we've got to learn how to build our endurance as a Christian. You know, there's a difference between a sprinter and one who runs a long-distance race. The sprinter just, you know, goes a short distance, gives it everything he got, and then falls, falls on the ground and poops out. 
An endurance runner is one who runs a long distance, like these marathons they have in New York City. I don't know how these people do that, man. I'm tired walking my dogs around the circle a quarter mile. But they get on, they get on these trails and they go for 25 miles, whatever it is. Some of them are going for five hours running. These are endurance runners. In other words, no matter what the obstacle is, no matter what pain comes to their body, no matter what obstacle they may find along the way, they are trained and practiced to keep on going no matter what without stopping. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors